0: This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell.
1: Okay, we're recording.
0: And I'm recording as well.
1: I believe the clip, the, the intermittency here and before was from it clipping. So the microphone was amplified so much on yours and mine that that it just, it stops receiving sound at a certain point, which is what it's supposed to do, but it just didn't, didn't seem right.
0: But why don't you tell everybody what we're doing, and what we normally do, and what we do probably three out of four evenings a week. We go outside, and what do we do?
1: Well, we're taking a stroll on the pavement here in the lovely concrete jungle, and we have a, let's see, a road uh, lab set up so that we can record ourselves chit-chat.
0: Well, something my son and I do is we we talk things through, and one of the, you'll hear probably vehicles go by, and that's just the natural, you might hear crickets, planes, right by the airport, although it's drizzling a little bit right now. Do planes take off when it drizzles? It can't take off when the wind's too uh, heavy.
1: <laughs> yes, that is a, that is a funny comment.
0: Anyways, one of the things we do is we... At the end of the day, we oftentimes will take a walk. We'll go anywhere from five to 10,000 steps. And um, 10,000 steps for me is going to be 5 miles. My gait is 2.8 feet. So there you go. But the thing we do is we talk things through. And one of the things that we did is we put up a podcast where we talked about transportation. And we talked about the what's going on in los angeles long beach etc and we had a mic failure so what we've done is spent a couple hours with our road uh mobile think they do they call them mobile cats what do they call this thing
1: i do not know what they call it but uh it's a combination of lavs and uh tra- wireless transmitters and receivers and a phone compatible interface i can literally hold my hand
0: so paul's holding my phone in his hand he's got the road recorder uh, that's uh, recording us i have and he has a wireless uh, transmitter Uh, into the wireless transmitter is a um, lav a wire that is then hooks to a directional microphone which is under our Uh, clipped onto our t-shirts, which we're both wearing today, and uh, under our chins, and that seems to be about the best that we've got. My natural voice is very radio television style. I have uh, a certain tone that no matter what I talk about, I always have people say, well, you sound like you've got a radio voice. And then there's you, and your voice is?
1: Uh, Very deep and kind of, uh, well, it is what it is. You can hear it. But for audio equipment, it's funny. That, uh, your voice is, I guess, more full spectrum. And audio equipment is, picks you up, like, very, very easily. And it's also, generally speaking, a little bit louder, where mine is not the case. So little, little independent tweaking.
0: You know, you said that that's probably the result of having been a law enforcement officer and having done so much public speaking, and, and that's probably true. When you listen to actors and actresses who are on the stage prior to wireless microphones, you know, they, they literally had to enunciate for the whole audience. I remember years ago, your mother and I were up at the Rogers Theater in uh, New York City, and uh, it is literally my favorite. Theater on Broadway for a variety of reasons, but uh, we saw Matthew uh, Broderick, uh, I think that's his name, in, um, I forgot what it is, Uh, How to Do Business or something, whatever it was. He's a cute little play. And I believe he was there with his wife, Sarah Jessica, Horseface, Parker. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I couldn't help it. That woman's ugly. Um, God bless her. God bless her, sweetheart. Anyways, but, but it was so cool because, like any play, if you get a chance, I mean, they, they got to boom it out. Although today, <laughs> with technology and microphones, I don't know, do they do that anymore?
1: I don't. I have no idea. What I do know is that um, good old-fashioned, pre-modern, I guess you would say, theaters, they didn't need to do that. The I know somebody who went to, I can't remember which one, but it's a, a Roman Colosseum in France yeah. in the past couple of years. And he was uh, standing someplace way back in the stands, and there were some people having an argument on the stage area. And he could hear them from like 30 or 40 meters away <laughs> as if they were right next to him. So that's one thing that is funny. I guess, you know, you look at these things, and you wouldn't think, well, how, the, how do you hear anything? And the reality is, we're designed a lot more, a lot more intelligently than people credit for today.
0: Do you remember when we, uh, your mother and I, and myself individually, we've been to D.C. more than a few times? When you go to the statu- statuary, statutory statuary hall in the big rotunda in, in Congress... There is, the, the acoustics is so unbelievable that there are certain spots that if you stand like next to uh, Sacha Correa and uh, you're over, somebody else is over by, uh, let's say the uh, Thomas Jefferson, you can hear exactly what they have to say. <laughs> so the old, the, the, old, the old crew knew where to get people and they could talk about, oh, don't, don't, don't tell so-and-so, well, we're gonna vote this way. <laughs> uh, no secrets, no secrets
1: yeah that's that's the funny thing about round buildings is the acoustics are very very unique
0: well we actually started talking about and we had to shut it down because we are are tweaking this thing this road and this mobile caster we're just going to call it for that uh, for right now is being used more and more by people who are doing youtube videos and lots of things and and began with me talking about how my fascination with van life, conversion, van uh, trend, not only commercially, but people doing their, their own thing has led to looking at box trucks, delivery vehicles of all shapes and sizes and including buses. And today I had a to look at two videos we have a car coming by so we will have some background noise and looked at two bus conversions one where the guy raised the roof and another one where the couple kept it the way it was the couple all of the school bus windows and they talked about how much daylight that they did and the dude who raised the roof on his bus and again school bus it, he has literally a an apartment on wheels, full-size refrigerator, stove, countertops, I, um, a Mac, his MacBook, workstations, uh, ten solar panels on a roof, air conditioning, uh, deep freezer. Uh, he <laughs> buys his food and then goes off-grid and can be, except for uh, for cell phone and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, he, he basically off grid for a couple of months so he doesn't have to keep running back into town for food and has yeah, I think he said 100 gallons of water it's like way more than anybody else I've heard of but he also gets eight miles to a gallon he goes someplace he hunkers down he does his thing and he now he's towing a vehicle so I, I there's all these different things uh, using a van as a mobile office uh jet van or van jet uh, again yeah. jet van I think it's called It's called Brinker. Is it Brinker out of uh,
1: Germany Army. or?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Or Dallas, one of them. But I think the thing is that over the years I've told so many people that if you're in the, if you're in a crapper when it comes to finances, you got to go minimalism. You got to be a modern minimalist. Cut back. You could save <laughs> on basically Social Security, especially husband and wife. You can save a boatload of money, and you can live fairly nice, and you don't have all the trials and tribulations when it comes to, you know, how difficult it is to live. So my question to you was, and I really want to hear what you think about this. I mean it sincerely. Do you think this is just a fad temporarily? Do you think this is something that's got some legs? It's not going to be the majority of the population, but what do you think is going on?
1: It's an unsustainable kind of lifestyle. It's purely dependent on you know, other people. There's, you know, but it is interesting. It's obviously people are doing it out of necessity because of housing, I mean, the amount of effort that some of these people are putting into these things is kind of astonishing and there's no reason really to do it if there was affordable housing You know, where people actually want to live. So, you know, there's just not, there's just not the, if there's not the pressure to do this, this would just be a niche thing that I think a lot of mostly retired or young people with enough, you know, disposable income do this for fun, you know, for, um, for the number of people that are trying to do it, especially on the cheap, it, to me, just exposes how serious the Affordable housing problem is in major cities.
0: On YouTube, you tend to have people who, the women have their um, string bikini bottoms on, showing their rumps. Oh, look at the beautiful picture scenes and all that kind of stuff. And the guys are, you know, you know, all fit and all, you know, Biff and and, and Bimmy are out running around.
1: Yeah, the influencers.
0: But those people are beginning to get more and more negative comments. People are saying, yeah, yeah, this is all good. But it's like FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. You, you get, you know, they'll get a million views, they'll get 100,000 views, but it's the people who are living their lives through them. The people yeah, that are legitimately the, into this are
1: it's like. The, it's the 90%, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an entertainment product. It is not for educational purposes. The people that are watching it for education get what they want out of it and then they move on. Yep. But that's not what these people are doing. They're creating an, an entertainment product. So, yeah, yeah, I mean that's to be expected. That's that's the entire world now.
0: Well, I had a I had a, a phone call, a conference call, a Google video call whatever it's called today. One guy was audio only, their guy, and I would by video. Nice 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 couple of guys and one of the things was brought up about, oh, hey, this person's been doing all these YouTubes and blah, 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 and finally landed a, a big national account and yadda, 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 but it took like two years and hundreds of videos and conversation to moved into, who has time to do that? You know, I was talking about, you know, your return of, of effort, ROE, ROI, R O everything. It's like, oh, my God. So... I I brought up to these guys that, what Mike said, you know, a like is not a vote when it comes to a political campaign. And I think that's one of the problems that when you look at YouTube, you can get so wrapped up into, oh, I want to do this life, I want to do this, I got to do this. But when you look at, oh, you know, you have solar panels, they've got to be cleaned every couple of of weeks, right? Oh, yeah. You have a hailstorm. Guess what happens with solar and hailstorms?
1: Yeah, stuff tends to break.
0: If you're if you're going to do all-weather camping and you have rain or snow, it melts and freezes, what happens to all the cracks and crevices?
1: They're going to get wedged open. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, doing YouTube, doing influencer content, which is all that stuff is, you know, it's you, you find your cohort, and it's keeping up with the Joneses, and keeping up with what the trends are. It's, it's a giant treadmill that you'll be on forever. If you actually enjoy it, and it's fun, and you're making money at it, great. If you're doing it to, I don't know, try and follow the trend and be part of the crew, I hope you have the money to keep up, because all of these things, unless you are, I don't know, a natural entertainer, the likelihood that you're going to succeed doing that, very low.
0: Well, one of the greatest videos I saw was a woman who did a video, they bought a van from Van Do It, and they have three children. And when she started talking about it, I literally said to myself, and I went down and talked to your mom, I said. Imagine 30 years ago if we had something like this. It was like, oh, my God, would this have been nice, you know? Oh, yeah. The diapers, the change of clothes, the kids, just everything would be just fantastic. I think that the ideal situation is if you are married and you want to do some getaways without having a lot of crazy expenses, if you're a business person like me, um, you know, it's you're not camping, <laughs> what you're just you're doing a couple of day getaways and i think i figured out that for for what i would it would cost us my break-even point was i think what was it three or four days a month traveling and i think three years of doing that would would be so much money ahead it wouldn't be funny and that didn't include the convenience for time and everything else
1: yeah i think that's what most people look at it as is it's a way to save on um, a, more, more, more than save I think I think that's a secondary thing and it's a bullet point for a select few I think for most people it's flexibility right. one I can't find affordable housing this is a great thing I can do two it's something I can do I own my thing Friday, I can clock out and go 100 miles away and go find some place, you know, go do mountain biking or park in a friend's driveway or something like that, even if you have your own place. You know, you can just move around, especially with COVID and all this stuff. Um, You know, people are more wary of going out to hotels and things like that. So and then on top of it, you know, just generally speaking, like you said, it's just cheaper. So if you're active, somebody that's outgoing and doing things a lot, I mean, uh, you know, a good example. Like imagine if you're a hairdresser or something like that. You Have you spend a couple days here and a couple days there? And you build up multiple clientele.s mm-hmm. This would be the flexibility to move around to where your your satellites, instead of having to get extra apartments or housing, hotels, that sort of thing.
0: And we had a, a gallery are here before COVID who does Tampa and Ocala. Exactly. <clears throat> she was talking about what how many, hundreds of thousands of miles puts a car going back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's horrible. But the point, you know, is somebody like that, they could legitimately do it and it wouldn't cost as much, especially if you didn't have to have secondary housing. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these people seem to park in big box parking lots. Nobody seems to give a hoot about that, as long as you're not a nuisance, and um, you know that sort of thing. Obviously, would work. So there's a lot of a lot of options. I think a lot of reasons people do it.
0: Well, you know, the thing for me that I keep thinking about is is time. By the time I go to either a Marriott or a Wyndham or wherever I go, and you check in, and then you get up to your room, and you drag your luggage up, and you get around. I mean, that's an hour. That's a 90-minute process. Oh, yeah. So do you do the same thing in the morning? That's three hours a day. If I'm out, which I have, an, I have an office-based practice and a virtual-based practice. But there are sometimes you want to get out. you you got to get out among people to see what's going on. And that's been my role for 30 years, 36 years here. But the point being is that just take, I don't know, let's just take uh, six days a month. Six days a month. If you're saving three, six, nine, 12, 18, you're saving, what, 21 hours?
1: Potentially. You
0: know, fiddle fart time a month. That, you know, if you're billing out at a grand an hour or 1500 an hour, you know, that's, that's $20,000 of actual hardcore costs
1: even if you are billing out a fraction of that, like, you can see very quickly how much that adds up.
0: Yeah. I find it exhausting. Hotel life is just exhausting unless you're, you know, hunkered in.
1: Well, I mean, it is, it's just fundamentally stressful situation you're getting yourself into every time until you settle in and, you know, you identify who's around you and you know, who the staff is, and what the schedules are, and all that sort of stuff, I mean, every place is different, so, yeah.
0: It was like when your mom and I were in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, we were with a, a major company, or doing business, with so we got back to the hotel, and they had stolen her, uh, they, the maids had stolen her uh, perfume, and, and a couple other items, she lost a, uh, all of her expensive jewelry she had, but they, they copped uh I can't remember what it was, but some kind of necklace. And then they, I think it was a sapphire. Fortunately, it wasn't very expensive. But the, the perfume was something that I got her. That was expensive. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. man, did that piss us off. That
1: yeah, runs your day, it runs your trip.
0: Well, the hotel reimbursed, but still. But it's a headache, you know. I mean, d- d- just dealing with that. I don't have time for this stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so. This is uh, one of our things we're going to be doing. We actually got this this rig, uh, this road rig, quite a while ago. And uh, years ago, Paul and I were talking about, we're going to wrap it up because we're low on battery, but we had talked about uh, doing this when these kinds of things did not exist and we were going to do morning talks at breakfast. Uh, what was breakfast. the name of the restaurant?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them. but
0: Oh, steak and shake.
1: Or the other one. But regardless this morning it was discussion at breakfast type thing
0: and we thought the the ambience with uh, the clacking and the sipping and all that kind of would be kind of cool like you're just listening to a conversation since we really don't go out to eat anymore unless it's a high-end and or, or it's business, we just don't
1: COVID taught everybody it's actually way quicker yeah to make your stuff and what i made a i made a I thought it was a very good uh, filet mignon lunch for us on Monday.
0: Oh, whole, the, the, whole thing,
1: the whole thing from scratch, because I prepped ahead of time and had everything ready to go, had it all done in 20 minutes. So, I mean, where can you go travel, order, get meal, and have it on the table in 20 minutes? Total effort. Very, very few places. And
0: You do like I do. You're listening to a podcast. You're listening to something educational. You're, you know... Multitasking. Absolutely. Today's Wednesday, I think, so yesterday we had burgers. They were fantastic. And today we had pulled pork. (laughs) It was fantastic. Um,
1: Some things take more prep than others, but, you know.
0: But, you know, but but that's the thing. I see these, especially these young women, oh, if it takes more than 20 seconds, I don't want to do it.
1: Well, I guess you're not doing much because a lot of stuff takes more than 20 seconds. But if you
0: get in your car and you go get your pizza, you make your order, you come back, and you're eating all these carbs and processed food, I'm already done and sitting down eating.
1: Yeah. I don't. All because you don't want to wash a dish or something. Come on.
0: I, I the other thing is I, I just get a kick out of employees that come into the office dragging their Wawa cups or their Starbucks cups. I mean, that just that is such an expensive. Uh, look, there's a reason why some people are multi-millionaires many times over, and the rest of people aren't. Those little coffees, Burger King, and all that just adds up. Uh, it just yeah. does. I'm sorry.
1: No, it is, especially when you have better equivalents that you have at your facility anyway. You can see where your, you can see where your wages go very quickly.
0: Well, when I travel down to Tampa, I always have a, uh, my Coleman uh, thermos, and I have my two water... In my water not plastic water bottles or <laughs> whatever those things are but yeah i mean nalgene what are they
1: a the nalgene water bottle yeah the
0: nalgene. so you know i'm not going to go to the convenience store and pay two dollars for three dollars for a piece of plastic that's going to wind up polluting the environment not that i'm an environmentalist but that's just a waste when i can
1: well i am i am when it comes to plastic yep when they have uh when they have uh, what do you call it, tissue samples from from babies that are contaminated with plastic. Yep. When you have what your placenta contaminated with plastic, yeah, you got a problem.
0: Well, the problem is that's not a good example. Yeah, I'm an environmentalist. You're an environmentalist, but this this whole green everything, I, 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 again, electric power. What's this guy? Anyways. What long-distance transmission lines was a fifty percent drop in power? The loss,
1: depending on depending on what what line you're talking about. Yeah, it can be as much as fifty percent.
0: So if you double the cost, a quarter up the cost of actual electricity. What are we What are we saving? And then the the re,
1: the re um, but that's not the biggest issue. Like the, there's lots of things there, but the biggest issue is. For, you know, everybody complained years ago that, oh, all the, all the lithium and all the rare earth minerals and stuff going into, um, going into phones and laptops and computers and stuff, you know, it is bad. But at least in those types of devices, they're pretty recyclable if you put your mind to it, right? Then you, or, you, you increase those by an order of magnitude to make a car. So these electric cars, net-net, you have to drive a combustion engine, something like 30 years' worth of normal driving, hundreds of thousands of miles in order to even break even with the environmental impact of an electric vehicle.
0: Well, I brought that up as an issue in the 2008 election, and nobody would listen to me. My oh. God, it's been how many years since?
1: But that's when the subsidy started for all this stuff, so yep. naturally nobody would care. But the point is, there's a lot bigger fish to fry, and some of the correlations that are made on existing quote unquote accepted green theory, it's actually quite dumb when you boil, when you actually, you know, kind of get it all down to the specifics. And uh, yeah, most of what's going on is just a boondoggle, but. That's to be expected.
0: Well, we say we go inside. It's starting to drizzle. I think I could use a whiskey and uh, start to call it night.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by nobody.
1: Why? Because paid advertising chokes and corrupts free speech. Yeah.
0: Bandwidth, production, and hosting for the Paul Truesdell podcast provided by Fixed Cost Financial. The home of Fixed Cost Investing. A true fiduciary based registered investment advisor and manager. Visit fixedcostfinancial.com. That's fixedcostfinancial.com.